Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Dr. Gina Lamorell. Dr. Lamorell is a professor of human development at Santiago Canyon College in Orange, California. She's also the host of BAM Radio's Understanding Tweens and Teens show. Hi, Gina. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Glad to be here. Well, thank you for being here. You know, I was very intrigued to hear about your topic about positive failure. And I want to get right into it because we're about to start a new school year. And a lot of kids over the summer maybe have had a break, hopefully. Um, but there were some failures that, that are weighing heavy on, on their hearts and minds as they return to the school and the classroom, the social stuff, the academic stuff, the uh, athletic failures. So I want to get right down to it and, and ask you for your definition of the word failure. Well, actually, I kind of like the word mistakes, so kind of a play on the word of mistakes. Oh, mistake. Uh, ah. mis- a mistake. It's uh, what happens before the learning takes. I think a lot of times we think that we're supposed to get it right the first time, and that's not the way life is. We have lots of opportunities to experiment with uh, things, and we find out lots of stuff. Most of us don't get it right the first time. And I think when we uh, lump it all into one final failure, we're telling children that you only have one chance to get it right, and if it isn't right the first time, then you have failed. No, you've tried lots of things. You've experimented. You've learned lots of stuff. And at the end of that learning is an opportunity to make meaning of it, to find out what you've learned, and to find out where it fits into whatever problem you've had or what you want to solve. But to me, failure is just too uh, small and uh, too uh, limiting for children and for adults also. Yeah, you know, I think it's really interesting um, because when children are very little, they're they're learning through experimentation how to walk, how to feed themselves. Um, I have a, a new grandson who's just learning where his hand is. He's two months old. And, um, you know, no one's saying, oh, you got to get it right the first time. So I'm wondering when we seem to be so patient with little children as they are learning so much, when do we as parents kind of lose that patience and start giving them the message that they got to get it right the first time? Where does that come from? I think it happens gradually along the way with a lot of help from teachers, schools, and a lot of these well-meaning feedback sessions that we all get of what children have to do. I don't think there's any one particular time it happens. Uh, It just happens gradually where we think we want our kids to do our best, and the outcome of that are those famous grades or getting into a school or getting an award. award. I think it's those things that have the unintended consequence of having people focus on the end result without the process. We forgot that learning is always a process that happens gradually, bit by bit. You're right. When your grandson first found his hand, he probably hit his forehead. Nobody said to him, (laughs) oh, don't hit your forehead. Just make sure that you get your hand. Nobody said that. The first time a baby tried to stand and and fell, nobody said, don't ever try standing up again because you're going to fall. But we do that when we give, uh, I think, unintended messages of, oh, gee, uh, you got an A, or isn't that great someone got one, or whatever. I think we're sending the message maybe that that's the outcome, not the process of learning. We don't focus on the process. We also don't make learning visible. We don't make failure visible. Parents hide their failures from children, and they're not showing that it's important, because if it was, parents would be showing it to children. Things that are important, we show to people. We, we showcase our our awards and rewards, but we don't make it visible, our failures, and say, gee, you know, I tried this, it didn't work out, but let me see what I learned, let me see what else I can do. I think we have to, as parents, get in the habit of making our failures visible, 
and learning full so that children grow up with the idea that, hey, you know, I'll just try again, giving me a little bit of grit. And it's that the biggest predictor of success, not whether or not you win or lose or have a great IQ, is whether you can stick with it, whether you can rise above failure and realize that failure is just another opportunity to try another solution to get it right next time. No, I love it. You're saying so much important stuff just came out of that answer. The idea of process. Of course, we learn in the process. The award that is sitting on the shelf, if you've got one, is the culmination of so much process and so much emotion and dealing with um, with obstacles, both internal and external problem solving, um, the idea of asking for help and getting input from other people. There are so many life skills that are represented in that award. It's not just crossing the finish line and the award ceremony. I love what you say also about parents being more open and willing to share their own failures with their kids because you're right, it's all about role modeling. And if you see your parent as a huge success in, in whatever field um, and you know nothing about what it took for him or her to get there, how can you possibly path, uh, chart a path for yourself that will also include ups and downs and, and way downs and, you know, getting up a little bit and falling? And um, so I'm just wondering, Gina, is this, um, is this a Western society thing? Is this just an American thing? Um, do other cultures that you're aware of do a better job actually integrating the process into learning? I am not sure. I think it's a human thing. I think it's natural for parents to want the best for their children. And I think it's a cultural thing. I don't know much about some of the Eastern cultures. I think maybe in a lot of ways they're maybe more focused on the outcome and success than what I've heard. So I think it's more a result of uh, our socialization practices of parents and how much we aspire to have our young people be successful and to go on and to reach greater successes than we have. So I don't think it's just limited to our culture. I think it's across the board and at least the few cultures I know about, I see some of the similar problems and maybe even some more uh, difficult than ours. More yeah. consequences for children who don't mess up or, I mean, don't measure up. I can remember just here one young man in my own community who happened to be, uh, his parents were from uh, Japan, and uh, he made a mistake. He was just joking around at school and uh, took someone's backpack. As said, no kids, no joke. Uh, but anyway, he got suspended for it. He was a straight-A student, never made mistakes before. But it was such a terrible thing in his family to have done that. And culturally, because he was on the A-track to go on to medical school, that this child went home and tried to hang himself because he oh thought goodness. he failed his parents. That's serious. And it just uh, broke my heart so much because the rest of us here, you know, we uh, you know, didn't think it was so serious. It was just a prank. The school kind of overreacted to it, but schools do that. But it was more his cultural underpinning that shaped his decision that, gee, I just, I mean, I've disappointed my parents so by this one thing because I'm perfect. I'm the one that gets straight A's. That's what's expected of me. That's what's expected of my cultural group, both from what other people expect and what my parents expect, that that's the burden this child carried on and, and didn't work out well for him and I think for a lot of other people. I think parents are well-meaning, but parents have to, I think, step back in all cultures and be realistic and realize that you're not raising children, you're raising adults. And they are also people in and of to themselves, and our job is to guide them and to support them, not to become them or to make them be and to have things that we didn't do 
or maybe things that we wanted. They may not want what we want. They may not aspire to be what we wanted to be. And I think even though we all feel that way, I feel that way with my children. Some of them made choices that I would not have made, but they made them, and I tried to support them, and I keep my tongue, and I try to realize that they are who they are, uh, I love them. I don't always agree with them, but I support them. And I think that's where parents have to kind of uh, know when to uh, be overbearing and say, this is what you have to do as opposed to this is what's healthy to do. Mm-hmm. And parents parents aren't always right. And I think that's the other part. And we as parents have to admit we were wrong. I was wrong about X, Y, and Z. Because sometimes kids get it right and we don't. And I think we're reluctant because of our upbringing to admit, hey, you got it right. You nailed it. I didn't. And I think it's about being fair and honest to teach children what we want them to be when they grow up, but living it as they grow up. You don't become an adult all of a sudden. You become an adult at the end result of a process of growing up and going through a lot of life challenges that your parents have given you the opportunity to both have and to support. And part of those challenges um, don't end up the way we expect or what we want, but I think there's always something to learn from having having faced them and and gone through always. them. Um, I I have um, always just, just a few minutes left, and I and because we are kind of in a back to school mode, I'm wondering if you give some tips first teens for um, facing the new school year with a more positive view about the positive um, potential of failure. I'll start with that one. And the next one will be a tip for parents. Oh, I think the best thing, this is the best time of a teen's life. There's so many opportunities out there. The wonderful news is if parents knew the growth of the frontal lobe is uh, really happening and they need opportunities to do that. So this is the absolute time to give them opportunities for uh, exploration. You know, yes, you want to monitor it, but allow them to make choices and uh, you know, step back. Ask them questions about what what they would like to do. Ask them questions about how things turn out. Uh, don't automatically assume assume that something didn't go right, what they did or didn't do. Ask them how they see uh, either the class working or not working. Uh, I say give them more opportunities to express what they want, what they want to be, uh, how they want to go about uh, attacking their classes, but be forever vigilant. You can't just assume that you're going to give them the keys to the candy store. I think you have to give them some keys, but you always have to be watching because Also, you know, if you don't watch what children are doing, a lot of times they will take advantage. And part of going, too, is learning that there are boundaries and there are rules and there are consequences. How about about for students who who maybe had a a rough time last year um, socially or in a particular subject and are just feeling a little bit insecure and uncertain about um, their ability to, to take past failures and move forward as they start a new school year? Do you have any tips for them to kind of help them? Um. Well, that's a tough one because we everybody wants kids to feel good about what they have done and to move on. I think it's hard when they haven't had a successful uh, outcome, but I wouldn't focus on that. I would say that is the past. You can always start a new. It is a new year, a new beginning, mm-hmm. and I would look at their schedule. Hopefully, there is one class that they ha- that they do like and have done well in, and I would point out uh, those things where you know they have worked. I would uh, encourage them to uh, find uh, buddies 
Uh, I would also talk with uh, the, their teachers and their counselors. A lot of times if they're in high school, you might have to do that not openly because that's a time when kids really do want their independence. They don't like to think that their parents are checking up on them. But parents also have to know what's going on. So I would try to find out uh, just exactly what their schedule is like and offer, uh, you know, advice where I could. Uh, give them, uh, if you know, resources uh, in their neighborhood, like going to the library, additional help. Uh, just the different resources, but be supportive. And I would be honest. Uh, I think the greatest thing I did for one of my daughters was letting her know that I got a D in college chemistry. You know, she uh, thought it was all over because she got a C in high school chemistry. And I said, do you want to know the truth? I got a D in college chemistry. And I almost flunked out of uh, college my uh, freshman year and also at, again, the beginning of my junior year. Uh, I did not end up being a very good student until I was in grad school. Mm -hmm. And that was in part probably because of maturity and because in grad school I selected the, my major and the courses I had to take, things that I was good at, and I knew there wasn't an option. You don't stay in grad school getting, you know, C's, D's, and whatever. You get A's and B's, you're not in grad school. And so uh, I would tell them that it isn't all over. Even if you get a grade that isn't a favorable one, there's ways where you can uh, supplement that with either taking the class again or taking something else or uh, switching gears. So uh, it's not an all-end-all just because the class didn't work out. So I wouldn't focus on the end-all, just the opportunities for doing something different and doing it anew. I think it's great that you shared that with your daughter, and I can I can see that that probably um, made it more okay for her to get, have her C and to tell you about it. If you got a D, you know, and look where you are now. So the <laughs> idea of a bump in the road that doesn't totally derail you, um, because the other part of that story that I would take away if you were my mom is that you persevered, you had the grit. Um, I'm sure you were disappointed with the grade in chemistry, but it it didn't keep you from pursuing the goal. And, and for making of your life what you wanted to make it. So that's no, wonderful to share that stuff. No, it didn't. And I hesitated before I shared it because they had this image that I was so bright because I went through grad school with straight A's. So they were sure that I was a straight A student all along. And I finally had to burst their bubble Tell and say, the no, truth. that's not true. <laughs> but, but, that, but it was actually the best thing I could have done because it made my experience real it also made theirs real and more approachable where they relaxed a bit and realized that they could you know, they could try things, and if it didn't work out, it didn't mean they weren't going to get in a good school, they weren't going to graduate from college, that they were going to try and try, and eventually they would succeed. And yeah. fortunately, they all did. I'm happy to say uh, all of them have, with except my youngest, she's just graduated from uh, UC, uh, from uh, San Diego State, but they all got master's degrees, and it was touch and go for a couple of them, but... I, my last one that was in the grad school over at Cal State Fullerton, she almost did not make it a couple of times, but she persevered and stuck it out, and she tried, and she went back and studied, and she finally did graduate. And now she's got a great job. It's all behind her, and, you know, she's a strong young lady for the better. We're doing you it know, that way. I think when you persevere through a bunch of stuff, that there is more sweetness to the success because you know that you've totally earned it. <laughs> You've totally earned it, and I think that's the biggest thing that parents forget. 
you don't develop resilience and grit by having everything work out well. It's by working through a challenge and rising above a great obstacle that you understand just how strong and how smart and valuable and capable you are that you can rise above life challenges, that yeah. you get confidence that you can make it in the world and you can solve problems. It's not by it all working out well and it being totally positive all the time and never having a blip in the road. So I think that that's the good news is yeah, is really. being supportive of those groups. And yes. and certainly the school year at home with parents is a great time to have those blips because you do have supportive parents who can be the guides on the side and be supportive because once you get off into college and out there on your own, you're going to have less of somebody right there to do that. But if they give you a great foundation, then I think you'll be well on your way because we're going to have those blips all through our lives. It's just a matter of when and how much, but they'll be there. Good. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, Gina. Um, I would love for you to uh, let our listeners and viewers know where they can learn more about your work. Well, uh, you can uh, tune in to uh, the BAM Radio Network under the Parents Channel. Uh, I'm there on a regular basis and also at drlamorel.com. And if you're in the area, you can enroll in Santiago Canyon College. It's where I teach classes on a regular basis. Wonderful. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today, Gina. Um, I really appreciate these tips. I know they'll be really valuable for parents and for teens who are listening. Thanks so much. Thank you, Annie. I'm Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. Please check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century. Tune in next week when my guest will be Karen Scherholz. Karen is a dog trainer with the Marin Humane Society, and she and I will be talking about kids and the family dog. When to get one, when to pass, and whose responsibility is it anyway? Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.